0: 2nd Timothy chapter number 2. We're we'll going to look at verse 1 through 4 to start with tonight. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of his life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. This is the thought I want to look out tonight, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The words of Brother Paul to this young minister, Timothy, here in this text, that conveys to us that our walk of faith is no walk in the park, is it? The truth is that When a man gets saved, he enters into a spiritual war zone uh, that he was previously unaware of. And when a man trusts Christ, he's not simply joining some sort of Christian club, but he is literally enlisting in a war under the captain of his salvation. Now he becomes a soldier of the cross in the army of the Lord. We've got to remember that this battle is not a physical one but it is a very spiritual one. Paul writes in Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, folks, it's real easy for us to get sidetracked with fighting people, right? Or with fighting uh, uh, physical problems or issues that we can physically see. Um, And to fight it in the the strength and in the power of our flesh in a physical, carnal way. But whether we like it or not, we are in a war. And a war that is a spiritual war. And if we are going to prevail, we have got to learn to fight this war in a spiritual way. The weapons of our warfare, it says in 2 Corinthians 10.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are spiritual weapons, right? And they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'll tell you what, we need some strongholds pulled down, don't we? Strongholds in our country, strongholds in many of our families, maybe strongholds in our own lives personally as well. Listen, it's not going to happen through the efforts of the flesh. It's going to have to happen through the, the efforts of the spirit and through mighty fervent prayer. I truly believe that strong and fervent prayer is the greatest spiritual weapon that we have in our arsenal, that we have available to us. And so when the war rages, when it seems that you are being overtaken in the battle, instead of resorting to the flesh, which is what each of us are prone to do, isn't it? I mean, we want to revert to that flesh real quick. I mean, we want to gravitate to that. I mean... Um, real real quick, we want to get in the flesh and be carnal and take things into our own hands, don't we? But instead of resorting to the flesh and physically trying to take things in our own hands, please realize that such circumstances ought to be a signal to you that you need to pray more. Amen. Think about it, Christian. You see these things, you get frustrated, you want to do something about it physically and you think, man, I wish I could do something about it. I wish I could really just break down that stronghold physically. That ought to be a sign to you that you need to start praying. Maybe not just you need to start praying, maybe you need to be praying more and praying harder, amen? For you cannot win in the power of the flesh, that is for sure. I want you to notice the emphasis that Paul is conveying to us here in this text tonight in Timothy as well in verse number 4. He says here in 2 Timothy 2, 4, No man that warreth, okay, remember we're in a spiritual battle, we're warring, but no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Daryl asked the question this morning, what's your purpose in life? Well, I think there's no greater purpose in this life than to please him. Amen. Right. Uh, we were created for his good pleasure. The Bible right. even says that. There's no greater purpose as a soldier in the Lord's army. Amen. There's no greater purpose than that I would please him who has chosen me to be his child and to be his soldier. Amen. Amen. And so Paul is saying, as a soldier, what, what is that one focus of a soldier? You think about it, it's war, right? the one focus of a soldier is war. And if I am in a battle, is there anything else that I am concerned about? Not really, right? For the warring soldiers, one focus is on fighting and winning the battle. And if there happens to be any other sort of care or affair, of life going on around him at that moment that may hinder or handicap or entangle him, then that is good enough for the soldier to say, hey, that's not for me. I'm going I'm to put that off. I'm going to put that aside because I'm in a battle and I've got a war to win and I just don't have time to mess around with that mess. That's the way a soldier fights, right? Right? Least a normal soldier, that's not for me. I'm not going to have anything to do with that. I'm in the middle of a war. You see, the one goal and focus is pleasing the captain and warring a good warfare. Otherwise, I might end up as a casualty in the battle. And so, listen, folks, I'm afraid there's many Christians out there today, they're in a war. They don't even think about it. They don't even realize it. They're over there sleeping on the hillside while the battle is raging and they're ready to be a casualty because they've laid down their armor. They've waved the white flag of surrender already. And when they ought to be up fighting and, and going on for God and, and being so focused on the battle, they're focused on all the cares and the affairs that are going on wow. in this world. As the, as the verse says here, they have entangled themselves with the affairs of this life. No man that wore it entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Why? That he may please him. That he may please him, with chosen him to be a soldier. You know what's happened when your focus has gotten off the battle? You know what's happened when your focus has gotten off the captain of your salvation? What's happened is you've allowed yourself to get entangled with the affairs of this life to such an extent that that has become your focus, and that does not even make sense for a soldier to act that way. Can you imagine if I'm out on the battlefield, and all of a sudden I say, man, I need an ice cream cone. (laughs) Brother Nick would do that. I know he would. (laughs) 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 But can you imagine? I'm I'm out there. I'm Lord. I've got my guns. I've got Not a mess on the side. I'm not going to be doing that, right? Because there's one focus. I don't want to be a casualty in the war. I'm fighting a war. I want to win the war. And my focus is on the battle, right? Yes. Christians, let's get our focus back on the battle again. And let's realize it's a spiritual battle. And that spiritual battle is going to be fought in a spiritual way. As we've talked about so much over the last few months... We've got to be a people of prayer. The spiritual battle is going to be won on your knees, not through the efforts of your flesh. Those strongholds will be torn down on your knees, not through the efforts of the flesh. And so tonight as we consider this, this concept of a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I want us to notice some things that I believe are important to me As I strive to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, who's going to war a good warfare. These these ought to apply to all of this. This is not just for me as a preacher. But if you're a Christian here tonight, you are a soldier in the Lord's army. God wants you to be a good soldier that is pleasing unto him, that is warring a good warfare. And so these things that we'll look at tonight are all things that ought to be seen in your life, spiritually speaking, that you really need. And so I pray God will help us as we look at these things tonight. Turn with me first, if you would, to Ephesians chapter number 6, please. Verse number 10 through 18. First of all, if I'm going to go into a battle, you know what I want? I want armor. I don't know about you. I don't care to go into a battle without armor, Brother Bill. Uh, I'm not that crazy. If I've got to be in a battle, I want some armor. So let's look what the Bible says about this here, okay? Verses 10 to 18 of chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, meaning because of this, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. with all prayer, all these things are tied together with prayer, folks. Praying always with all prayer and supplication of the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What soldier would go to the battlefield without his armor? Well, the truth is, no sane soldier <laughs> would do such a thing, Right? And yet, when we think about this in a spiritual way, for us as Christians who are soldiers in the Lord's army, I believe that so many Christians today seemingly walk through this war zone that we call life with little to no spiritual armor. The truth is, we don't need to put on just one piece of spiritual armor either. But we need to put on uh, and, and and make use of every single piece of spiritual armor that the Lord has made available Amen. to us. For a fully equipped, fully armed soldier is a soldier that is most prepared to deal with whatever the enemy may throw at him. Yet how many times do we as believers think lay our shield of faith at the doors when we go forth in the power of the flesh. Think about that. How frequently have we let our swords collect dust? How frequently and how often have we pulled out our armor and shined it a little bit for Sunday morning and then neglected it the rest of the week? Truly, Christian, if this is spiritual war then we ought to act like it, amen? Amen. And no sane soldier is going to forget his armor, for he realizes it is vital if he's going to win the war. And so he not only, he, he, he specifically purposes, a good soldier purposes to adorn it first thing every day so he is ready for the enemy. Okay, you get up in the, in the morning, the very first thing you ought to be doing is putting on that spiritual armor, getting alone with God, getting ready to go out to battle, amen? Because day after day, you're in a battle out in the middle of that wicked world, standing for Jesus as a light in a dark world. You need to be adorned in the armor of God. You need to be ready when those fiery darts start coming your way to to lift up that shield of faith, to bear that helmet of salvation, to be carrying that sword of the Spirit. You need to be ready for war. Listen, Christians, we need to live ready. That's what God wants. And it saddens me, but I feel like in this day and age, so many Christians have grown so apathetic that, like I said, they lay down their shield of faith and go forth in the power of the flesh day after day. They lay down their sword and It collects dust all week long. Oh, may God help us. If we're going to be the good soldiers we need to be, we need to be well armed. We need to make sure we are spiritually armed, have that spiritual armor on. I notice number two that we need, not only do we need spiritual armor, we need spiritual strength. In this same text in Ephesians, chapter six and verse number 10, notice this very first verse of this text. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now notice that right at the beginning of this text about spiritual armor, Paul says, Be strong how? In the Lord. And in the power of my might? No, in the power of his might. And so listen, folks, I need the Lord's strength I need the Lord's power if I am going to be a soldier that stands and a soldier that's going to war a good warfare, amen. And the sad reality is if I rely upon the arm of flesh, the arm of Eric, I will fail. Don't care if you're a preacher. Don't care if you're some well-known evangelist. I don't care what your name is or who you are. If you rely on the arm of flesh, you are going to fail and you are going to be ineffective. But if I am to be successful in the battle, then I'm going to learn to lean on those everlasting arms, amen? amen. I'm going to learn to rely on the strength and the power of my God. For in me, in my power, in my effort, there is no good thing, amen? But they that trust in the Lord shall renew their strength, the Bible says. And I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth many. As David proclaimed in Psalms 28:7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am held. Amen. Remember the, the strength you need. It's not found in you. The strength you need is found in the Lord. And so seek God's strength for the battle, not your own. For that in, in him lies a secret to your strength, lies a secret to your success in, in warring a good warfare for God. So I've got to have that spiritual armor. I've got to have that spiritual strength. i notice also there's got to be a spiritual attitude or mind. The Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 14, you can turn there with me. Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Think about that for a minute. The Bible tells us here that Brother Caleb had another spirit with him, meaning that he had a different spirit or a different attitude than the rest of the people of Israel. And his attitude was one of courage, wasn't it? His attitude is one of as boldness of a lion, Right? encourage He proclaim god has given us the land amen let's just go possess it for god be strong and very courageous let's go possess it god is on our side we can do it and then even after 40 years he had to wait because the rest of the people wouldn't listen to god time came as an old man 80 years old i believe he was at that day the Bible says that as they got ready to go in, he, he spoke and he said, give me my mountain. Just give me my mountain. And you know the mountain that he wanted? It was the one covered with the Anakims, those giants of the land. I mean, they were all over that mountain. He didn't want any old mountain. Right. He wanted the biggest mountain that was full of the brim of giants and courage at 80 years old. He said, give me my mountain. Amen. That's the spiritual attitude that God wants to see in us as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We also see such a spirit in Brother David when even as a little shepherd boy, he went amongst the the camp of Israel. How discouraging it must have been for this young godly man. He goes to the camp. He sees the enemy of God's people defying the living God. Can you imagine how awful he felt? He hears this this giant blaspheming and defying the living God. And what are God's people doing? They're all cowering in their tents. Even the tallest of them, who was head and shoulders above all, King Saul, dared not to go out and face this giant. And here comes David, just a little shepherd boy, so with the spiritual attitude that God wants to see in us, the spirit and the attitude of courage, He marches on through the camp and starts proclaiming, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Amen. If God be for us, who can be against right. us? Again? Amen. Listen, friend, that is the attitude that God wants to see in us. Yes. Amen. You see, God's uh, soldiers should not be cowering in the shadows like Israel was in their tents, But they should be courageous and bold as a lion, knowing that the Lord is on their side. And so stand fast and quit you like men, as it says in 1 Corinthians, and be courageous in your faith, Christians, for God is on your side. Amen. We should not have a cowardly or defeated attitude. We're not defeated, are we? Bye. My God always wins. Amen. He's always victorious. Amen. I'm on the winning side. Amen. Amen. I don't need to be cowardly. I don't need to be defeated. I'm on the winning side. Amen. Amen. My God's always victorious. Amen. I need to be a man of courage. And go forth encouraged by faith. For God, amen, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Oh, may God help us to be a good soldier, to go forth with the spirit of Caleb, with the spirit of David, with the spirit of Joshua, a spirit of courageous faith. You know, folks, that's what God wants to see in us. You know, we have so many Christians nowadays, they want to hide their light under a bushel, right? There's no spirit of courageousness. They wanna they wanna they wanna cower in the shadows. And you know what? They don't even dare to be different. Wow. They're afraid somebody's gonna call them out on social media yeah. for not being politically Come correct on. and crucify them. So they kind of just want to blend in with everybody else and make out like it's okay. Listen, God didn't call us to hide it under a bush like man. Wow. God yeah. called us to to boldly and courageously let it shine before men. Amen. Amen. Bold as a lion. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. And that's the attitude that God wants to see in you and me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Don't be cowering in the shadows. Stand forth with the word of God as bold as a lion. Just like Caleb, just like Joshua, just like Brother David. Because that's the attitude of a good soldier that wars a good warfare. I want you to notice also that we need to see not only that we need that spiritual armor and that spiritual strength and that right spiritual attitude, but we also need spiritual supply. You know, folks, battles are often won or lost because of Supply. In fact, and I don't remember which battle it was, but I believe there's one of the battles that George Washington was in, um, that his men were basically at the, the point of exhaustion, the emaciation, because they had lacked supply. And I think they had got the supply, they needed just in time to be able to win that battle, but had they not got it, they would have very likely lost. And you study down to the battles of history, and you'll find that often that's the case, sometimes people lost just because they didn't have the supply. Right. I mean, you read even in your Bible, and oftentimes, what do they do when they besiege your city? They'd surround it. They cut off all supply, right? So you read in your Bible that sometimes they were besieged. They started eating their own children and eating dumb and all kinds of other stuff because they had lost all their supply. If we're going to win the battle, we need spiritual supply. Battles are won or lost because of supply. You know what? A starving soldier has no strength to fight a battle, does he? If I am to war a good warfare, then I've got to make sure I have adequate supply and nourishment. Amen. You say, how do I get that? Well, you know, Brother Job fought one of the greatest spiritual battles that we know of. I think we dare say you read the book of Job, you find out that he was in a spiritual battle, wasn't he? Was it not the wicked one that came before God and said, I want Brother Job, right? right? He said, I want him. I want to get him. I want to do whatever I can to destroy this man. And God, let the battle rage. In the midst of that battle, I want you to notice the words of Brother Job in Job 23, 12. He said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food wow, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You see, Job found his supply in God's words. Jesus, as he fought a spiritual battle during the temptation that we know about when he was in the desert, he was fasting for 40 days and the devil came to him and and waged this war, spiritual battle upon Jesus Christ. As he tempted him to turn the, the stones into bread, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You see, our spiritual sustenance is found where? It's right here. Everything you need is right here. It's all in the word of God. You know what, Christians, when you choose to neglect the word of God, you are neglecting your spiritual supply. You are being—you are making yourself malnourished spiritually speaking. When we neglect to faithfully read God's word and we neglect to faithfully hear God's words preached and and proclaimed in the the assembly of believers, listen, folks. We will become spiritually malnourished and anemic and weak, and we'll be prone to. Falter in the fight or become easy prey for the enemy because of inadequate supply. The Bible compares the devil to a lion, right? Right. Anybody here besides me watching those nature shows with lions and tigers and bears? Oh my, Marvin. I know he likes documentaries like me too. Those animals, when they stalk and try to kill an animal, generally speaking, what do they do? Do they go for the healthiest, strongest one? They go for the weakest one. They go for the one that is most malnourished, the one that is most sickly. you know what? If the devil is like a lion, you want to bet that he does the exact same thing, spiritually speaking? When somebody is attacked by the devil, you you want to bet more than likely it's because they've been spiritually now malnourished and they've not been getting what they need from the Word of God. And you know what it's not gonna happen if you won't take time to be in God's Word day by day by day. And it's not gonna happen if you won't take time to come to hear the preaching of God's word in God's house. Amen. Well, I dare say, you should go even further than that. Even during the week. You read your Bible in the morning, tune into some preacher in the afternoon. Amen. 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 You don't have to wait till Wednesday evening and Sunday morning and Sunday night and Sunday school. Tune in to Clarence Sexton. He's a good brother. Tune in to Brother Jack Trever. Amen. You can't get enough nourishment, right? right? Amen. I mean, Brother Darrell, porterhouse steaks, right? I mean, right. take as many as you can get, right, brother? Amen. I mean, think about it in a spiritual sense. You can't get enough of the good stuff, right? right? Amen. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And so listen, don't yes. neglect... That spiritual supply, it is vital. You can't war a warfare on empty. If your tank's on empty, you're ready to be prey of the enemy. You're ready to be devoured. You're ready to be destroyed. Or you're ready to just falter and fail in the battle because you lack strength. We need to make sure that we have that spiritual supply which is found in and through the word of God. And so listen, we need spiritual armor. We need that spiritual strength. We need that spiritual attitude like Brother Caleb, give me my mountain, right? Get another spirit. We need that spiritual supply. We need that sustenance that's found in God's word and through the preaching of God's word. Also, I noticed we got just two more things tonight. I noticed that we need that spiritual stamina as well. Look with me, if you would, at 1 Timothy chapter 6. In verse number 12. You know what I'll tell you, folks? In the battle, you're not promised for it to get easier, are you? It doesn't get easier till the battle's over. As long as we're in the battle, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult at times, and we're going to have to fight with all that we've got in a spiritual sense. I'm not talking about when I'm beating somebody up. I'm talking about beating that old devil up on your knees in prayer, amen? And so notice here, we need some spiritual stamina. Notice what Brother Paul says here in 1 Timothy 6 and verse number 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Where unto thou art called and hast profess a good profession before many witnesses fight the good fight of faith really that's that that way that he's worded that that gets at meaning keep on fighting the fight okay don't stop fighting the fight amen don't quit don't give up don't give in but keep fighting on in the fight of faith amen and then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, he tells us to endure hardness. Maybe I'll repeat that. Endure hardness. You know how many people don't like to endure hardness? As soon as something hard comes up, I give up. I'm done. That's not what God expects out of you, is it? Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Because that's pleasing unto him, isn't it? You know what? The life of a soldier involves many hardships. You talk to some of those that have been in some battles as a soldier. And I'll tell you what. They'll tell you some hard stories. They'll tell you some rough things that they've had to endure. Some difficult times that they've had to go through. Being a soldier often involves some very difficult and hard things. But a good soldier... Is called to endure through each and every hardship to just keep fighting on for the Lord, for the captain of their salvation. You know what, folks? If we would be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we've got to have stamina or endurance in the battle to just keep fighting on for the Lord. Amen? Truly really for For too many Christians in our day, and I've watched so many, it seems that they have seemingly shed their armor, they've laid down their swords, and they've already raised the white flag to surrender. May it not be said of you. May it not be said of this preacher, amen. But let us not be like them. For we have been called, Christian, to fight the good fight and to finish the course and to finish it strong, amen. We cannot be a good soldier while cowardly laying down our arms and surrendering. No, a good soldier fights on and on and on and on and on and and keeps fighting on. So fight the fight and endure, brethren, for that is our calling as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And listen, friend, he's worthy. Amen. He is worthy for you to endure a hardness for his pleasure and for his sake in his battle. So just keep on for the Lord, fighting the fight, enduring those hardnesses in the battles that are placed before you so you can be that good soldier that God wants for you to be. And lastly, I want you to notice as we finish up tonight that I see as a good soldier I need to have spiritual soberness. Look with me if you would at 1 Peter chapter number 5. Verse number 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You look also at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 5. And Brother Paul says, Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, to make full proof of thy ministry. A soldier that will survive must be a watchful, careful soldier. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 4, 5 that we just read, he says, watch thou in all things. And then in 1 Peter, he tells us, our enemy is compared to a roaring lion that is seeking whom he may devour. And you know what? The truth is, the one who isn't sober, the one who isn't vigilant, is the one who's going to be devoured or the one who's going to be disabled or the one who's going to be destroyed. You've seen it just like I have. I'm not the only one. I've seen way too many Christians, people who I know are saved. I'm not just talking about people that I've watched and like, man, I don't really know whether they're saved or not. I mean, I'm talking about people that I know have genuinely professed Christ. They've, They've had real fruit in their life. I've seen way too many of them, even preachers, who have been careless and unwatchful, and they let their guard down in the battle of faith. And they became casualties of the war. Now they are sitting on the sidelines. They're they're, they're laid in the infirmary tent, not on the battlefield. May that not be said of us. May we fight the fight as good soldiers who are ever watchful, who are ever careful, guarding our testimony, guarding our lives, so as to be a good soldier of the Lord and not a casualty of the adversary and our enemy. And not just for your sake, but for the Lord's sake, unto his pleasing. So listen, folks, these, these things are spiritual things tonight, but they're needed in our life, especially in this day and age. I think more and more all we can see is, you know what, we are in a spiritual battle, aren't we? Yes. And if we are in a spiritual battle, we better be ready to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And to to put on that spiritual armor. And to, to take a hold of that spiritual strength. And to have that spiritual attitude like Caleb and Joshua. And to seek that spiritual supply day by day by day. Week after week. And to have that spiritual stamina to just endure through hardness. And keep on fighting the fight. And to have that spiritual soberness to be ever watchful, ever careful, to not even give the adversary, just don't give him a chance, Christian. Why do so many Christians fall by the wayside? Why do so many of them end up in the infirmary Because they give the devil a chance. What do they say? You give him an inch, he takes a mile, right? You open the door, it's just a crack to your home. You know what? He's going to move in and take over. Oh, may God help us. May God do a work in our hearts that we would be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ unto his pleasing. As we now close the service, let's stand to our feet. The pianist is going to come and play. The Lord has spoken to your heart tonight. You want to come pray. The altar is open. Maybe you just want to come and pray and ask the Lord to help you to be a good soldier uh, in the army of the Lord. Maybe there's something specific that you want to pray about. A good soldier prays. Amen. Maybe there's someone specific that you need to pray about. The altar is open. The Lord spoke into your heart tonight. You come and pray. Listen, we need to be good soldiers. The battle's raging, Christian. This isn't time for playing footsie with the devil. This isn't time for sleeping on the sidelines. This isn't a time to allow yourself to be entangled with the cares and affairs of this world. The battle is raging. We need to fight the fight. Oh, may God help us to purpose in our hearts to be that good soldier of Jesus Christ. The altar is open.